0: Pickaxe. Pickaxe.
1: I had a real um, horror movie-style nightmare the other day. Ooh. Oh yeah, it was really horrible. I dreamt that I know people. No one likes to hear about other people's dreams, but this is really short, so I'll just tell you. It. Basically, I was just walking through a really nice, sunny field with my mm. wife. Right, we're walking along, and then. All of a sudden I noticed that like she was just crying, like weeping to herself, but like kind of she didn't necessarily want to know want me to know that she was crying, but I noticed and I was like, What's wrong? What's wrong? And she went, What's that weird thing? And I like followed her gaze, thinking she'd seen something, and there wasn't anything there. There was just like a tree stump in the on the other side of the field. And I was like, What do you mean? What weird thing? What weird thing? And she just looked at me and she went, In our house at night, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> what on earth does that
0: mean? Um, and then
1: I woke up in my house at night at like four o'clock in the morning. And I was the like, oh. the thing. I, I didn't see the weird thing, but I felt its presence. I thought it, it must be there. Jesus. Oh, this that's is a the warning thing. from my, my ape brain telling no. me something's here.
0: No, I think that is the thing in your room trying to communicate with, with you in the dream world. Mm. It, it just... It, uh, proposed you awake yeah uh, well yeah. sweet dreams peter it sounds like you've got haunting on your hands
1: yeah i think so yeah
0: yeah are you the kind of man who would appreciate a haunting or would it like objectively terrify you and everywhere
1: uh no i mean if, if i actually was haunted which i you know I, I don't necessarily put much stock in that but uh if if i actually Experienced a ghost in my house. I don't think I'd be that happy. You, you had your your demon, didn't you, in your house?
0: Oh uh, yeah, the sex demon. The, the sex yeah, demon. Yeah, yeah. I sadly haven't had any more run-ins with them or ah. any other ghosts. I say sadly. I like. I'm very much the kind of person where um I, I don't think I'd sleep for a year if I saw something in my room, heard something in my room. Mm. I'd never feel comfortable again. So. That's the Um, kind of
1: horror that scares me. Like, um, you know, I don't mind going and seeing like a slasher film or a monster movie. But uh, the other day, um, Amy was saying to me, oh, do you want to go and see this? I can't even think what it was, but she sent me a trailer and it was like a ghost or demon, like, you know, possession horror movie. And I was like, you know what? No, I don't. Thank you very much. Um, That's that's the kind of stuff that spooks me, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can take. Blood guts and go any day, but it's it's just stuff in the dark. That's enough. Like, woods, nah. Screw them. At nighttime, nah. Let's not. (laughs) Uh, I I did hope I'd grow out of my slight fear of the dark by this at this point but um now i've got adult brain and i can think about more complex and scary scenarios which is, is yeah. great nice one thanks why did we evolve this way how are you doing mm-hmm. ben hello you're all right ben i'm
2: good i'm oh, sorry i was just enjoying listening to you two talk about uh ghosts and goblins and <laughs> real adult fears like taxes and stuff yeah yeah i'm good no spooky things happen to me although i did um i was laying in bed the other day and uh I could have sworn I just saw a spider in front of my face. So Like I tried to, I tried to, like a little one in the dark. Yeah, no, oh. the TV was on. Some, I can't remember right. the exact scenario, but basically, I clearly wasn't awake properly, mm. and I saw what I thought was a spider. So I just reached out. I just like tried to grab it. My partner was like, "Are you alright?" I said, "Yeah, I thought that like because at that <laughs> point I woke up. So I thought." I felt really, you know how you do, you feel really silly. Like, I thought there was a spider, but there's not a spider. It's fine, don't worry, it's okay. She was like, she doesn't like spiders. Mm. And uh, Mm. I I I then went into full damage control mode. Like, no, 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 it wasn't a real spider, I promise. It was just a fictional sleep spider (laughs) that I saw for a moment. But
0: it was safe, it's okay, don't worry about it.
2: Uh, I don't know why my reaction was just to sort of reach out and try and grab it, (laughs) like in my fist.
0: I (laughs) don't know. Hmm. apparently that's quite a common um like when you kind of half sleep and half awake um a lot of people just see spider-like creatures um which i've i've also had in the past i'd like it used to happen a lot in my uh teenage years where i'd wake up um just and like open my eyes i'd see like several things scuttle across the bed very quickly like just as i open my eyes i see them all scuttle away and good lord nothing wakes you up more at like three in the morning than that sight (laughs) that you like like desperately like you're still in kind of bed brain mode and you start like rattling the sheets. Like, where are they? Where are they? I saw you guys. It's oh. a common...
1: It's also a common like bad trip, isn't it? That people see spiders. Um, <laughs> someone in my family, who I won't name, uh, described... I think he took magic mushrooms once and he just... He could like see spiders in front of him. And even when he shut his eyes, it was like he could still see them, not just in his mind's eye, but like they were actually there in front of him. Uh, he just <laughs> wow. couldn't get away from them. So... Yeah, not good.
0: What fun. It's yeah. apparently a thing if you t- if you take Benadryl. I'm not sure what the English equivalent of Benadryl is, but um I think it's just some kind of like over the counter medicine, but people found out if you ate a whole bottle of it, this isn't medical advice. Don't do this. This is the opposite of that. <laughs> but um, you get visits from the the hat man, and you start seeing expires like uh, and stuff the and hat everything. Man, no. hat man. <laughs> the Benadryl hat man. Does everyone get the man?
2: same hat man? Apparently,
0: yeah. It's like this. This like it seems to be like a recurring figure. Um, when you're having well, not just a jolly Benadryl. time, just ha- living a nightmare on Benadryl. Yeah. <laughs> Does it say that in the in the little pamphlet that comes with it? <laughs> <laughs> hatman
1: hat man <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Awful Well we are a bit early for spook month But that was a pretty spooky mm. intro I reckon
2: Yeah I was about to say Do you guys want to go on a shared hallucination now For the next hour or so
1: Yeah I mean that is what it's like um, Oh right. my god Mikey I've just
2: seen what you posted. What have you put there so nice I think I've
1: seen that picture before
2: <laughs> Oh <laughs> my god I can't take Benadryl Because I owe the hat man money And I don't want to see him
0: That's a jumper <laughs> <laughs> oh i want that <laughs> i can't uh, want to take benadryl now yeah, i know it's see. yeah it's one of those things that like objectively everyone who's ever tried it says it's like it's just a nightmare but can't want to visit that visit <laughs> from the hat man. Be? i bet the hat <laughs> man's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll get along
1: if i'm ever feeling lonely one night i'll just <laughs> you know invite the hat man round
0: Oh dear! That's a good um, way of saying taking drugs. Um, uh, Tonight, I'm inviting the Hat Man (laughs) round. Sorry, I'm busy. I've got the Hat Man
2: coming. (laughs) Well, on that note, shall we move on, gentlemen? Yes. Hello everybody and welcome to Poddy. It's the official, official. idiots podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the 3 Urs, where everybody brings a, a thing, thing along, along to, to talk, to talk about. about.
0: I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm the hat man. Ooh, oh, no, he's here. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael. It Just me, kidding.
1: You say, you know, it's like a sort of an epithet for uh, for taking drugs one night. My, uh, a guy I used to live with at uni, uh, when he was seeing his dealer, he referred to, I think it was a, a guy, but it was like a code name. He said, I'm off to see Lucy Goodbags. Um, <laughs> because... Lucy had good (laughs) bags, I
2: think. That is. That's great. That is the lamest way to describe a drug dealer. I know, yeah. yeah. It it also sounds like slang for going to see a drug dealer. It's not very good. No, (laughs) yeah, I mean, (laughs) I
1: don't think it was even. It wasn't like a thieves' cant, so that the police didn't know what he was talking about. But yeah, it was. I don't know if it was like. If there were some origins to it from, like, back home for him. Like, I, I met him at uni, so I don't know. But he just said. Yeah, oh, um, you know, Lucy Goodbags was the name for for his dealer.
2: <laughs> Lucy Goodbags. I've yeah. just Googled Lucy Goodbags and it's not... There's Juicy Lucy Designs. They make bags, right. but that's it. Are they that's good bags? I, I don't know.
0: No. Hard <laughs> to say. Yeah, well. Nice. Uh, how are we all doing on this fine, fine, stiflingly hot late summer's eve?
1: It's hot. It's a bit close, isn't it? Yeah, it uh, is, yeah
2: flipping close that summer that we didn't get all summers finally here so that's you know that's nice uh yeah doing okay apart from the you know the the heat but it's actually uh because i'm now in my house as opposed to my old flat yes it's it's still bad but it's not as bad Mm. so that it's a bit more bearable which is nice
0: good congratulations yes thank you you've made it
2: And how are you, Michael? I, uh,
0: I'm good. I've got nothing. I, I got... His
2: brain is falling out of his ears so far this <laughs> evening. For anyone yeah. who's
0: watching at home, you probably will notice beads of sweat dripping from me, it's <laughs> it's it's unstoppable. So, on, like right now, I, I mean, you can probably tell by the fact I started going on about the Benadryl man and all this <laughs> crap. I'm I'm on I'm on one today, so this might be interesting. I've got sweat brain.
1: You might see, see the Hatman man just from heat stroke, <laughs> to be honest. You don't need the Benadryl.
0: He's <laughs> oh, um, hoping. If I keep focusing on sweating more, he'll come visit. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a lot
2: the hotter
1: down there for you. are
0: screeching.
2: Are the kids screeching near you guys? They are. I <sighs> have to
1: shut my windows. Yeah. yeah. They're always it, screeching. That's all they do.
2: Is just the time of... It's it's 1922 and it's time for kids to screech.
0: Yeah. Apparently. It's just kids' time. Yeah. All yeah. back
2: in bloody school. They think they can come home and screech.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They should be knackered. You should have died of heat exhaustion by now.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good children do.
2: Yeah. I saw a headline earlier today uh, that said the government has now published uh, a list of schools in England with, uh, suffering from crumbling concrete. <laughs> crumbling <Yes>. concrete. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. And heard that's about great this news, this but also... scandal, the, the concrete scandal. nuts. I haven't, I haven't heard about the concrete scandal, but I, I did hope that maybe it would reduce perhaps the screeching of the children. Yeah, uh, yeah, they shouldn't they have warned the school. schools
0: and just let them all crumble with all the occupants inside. That, yeah. Sure, yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, it's no, it was, it's like hundreds of schools, <laughs> so they've had oh, to close what? any any room or
1: building that is made out of this concrete. It's like a massive problem. Um, Fantastic. Because, uh, apparently, they've known about it for a while as well, uh, and they've just sort of buried their heads yeah, in the sand. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
2: The UK Apparently, is a good country. It's great.
1: Citation needed, but I was told that um, a, a primary school classroom's roof fell in um, over lockdown. This was a while oh ago. Oh, god. God. Um, and, you know, they were just lucky that there wasn't like, you know, 30 children in there. Um, and then since then, it's just been, you know, they've been having advice from like surveyors and stuff. And they've been now been told this can't go on any longer. You need to close all of these schools.
0: So oh, it's man. going well. Fucking hell. Man, That's imagine great. that. You just had six weeks off for summer holiday. You come back and find out, oops, school's not open. All right, yeah. more holiday then.
1: Yeah.
0: As you know, Jesus. we've sadly, we've got experience through COVID now everyone can teach from home. So, yeah. as you know, the kids are still getting moved into holiday. it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> They'll still be scre- anything to stop the screeching, basically. That's all I. Maybe I should invest in like an air rifle or something. I'm pretty sure I could shoot them from here. They sound close by, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So. Maybe I'll do that for next time. If you would like to help us, you at home, save up for an air rifle or maybe <laughs> perhaps save up to replace the concrete of a school. Of a local school. We will not yeah. be spending it on that. With that no. generous, yeah. uh, you can go to podiats.com. And if you donate £3 or more, you'll get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and you'll join a pod squad, just like
0: Raindrop Joy. Fred Weber in Florida let's get Cheggy Cheggy let's get Cheggy Cheggy let's get Cheggy to jungle very good <laughs> I was <laughs> just waiting to see where that one would go <laughs> uh, <laughs> Diogenes nuts that's nice stunning that's very very good uh, Nia changed experience who was very generous and they say, I was in Bali a week ago. A flipping earthquake hit the island in the middle of the night twice. I was too scared to go back to sleep, so I put on a Podiat's episode. It calmed me down, and for that, you boys deserve my money. Thank wow. you so so wow. much. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank, thank you, you very glad much. I hear you're okay. There's
0: probably
1: it. some episode we've done about the the death toll of a massive earthquake or something. We've done that many things. <laughs> oh over yeah, the you years, don't want to so. put that one on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Should we try like a. No, we shouldn't try a sleepy time podcast at some point. We just whisper everything into the microphone. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh, thank, thank you. Coming. <laughs> Take your pen and drill. Oh, no, no, stop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we continue with Mr. Blobby's Mistress, uh, Lord on Vacation, Yavik, Don Echo7, and Stephen Skodes. Thank you all.
1: Thank you very much. The list continues with Finn Tristam, David Dickinbum. <laughs> cheap ass chip, cheap, cheap ass chips, uh, blobby dazzler. Right. Stop clenching your fists. Pod Squad Triple Crown winner, who was very generous and said, "Achievement unlocked." Selected by each boy or girl as a favorite from Pod Squad. Wow. Uh, with the names Tony Hawk Prostator or Prostator, <laughs> Squats McCheese. And double, double toil and trouble tubs. <laughs> uh, new goal: disguise my shameless vanity as generosity, like a proper patron of the arts. Mm. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we also have JoJo's bizarre philosophy. diodger D's nuts. Wow, a double different. whammy. Very yeah. good. Michael Thunderfart Johnson. Ars face. And I am become D's. <laughs>
2: And that continues with destroyer of nuts. Uh <laughs> wow. which is the first of mine. Uh, we've also got Ricky Dicky who is very generous and said, Hello, ya boys. Hope you're well. I wanted to share some wild news that we, my wife, are expecting our fourth child. Oof. I thought I was done, but apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> I have girls and hope for a boy. Any good names you like, thanks, and boppis to all. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations. I hope congratulations. You're
0: First hey, Well, yeah, yes. Do well done. Yes. Good good job on the very strong uh, sperm. Mm. Ah. <laughs> You're right? Yeah, yeah. Just well yeah, just making words. It's fine. Please continue. <laughs> um,
1: uh, perhaps mm. Bobby B-O-B-B-I, Bobby Babaluni Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes, that's a good one.
1: Not Babaluni, just Bobby. Yeah, it has to be Vidyat. I think it needs to be something Video's inspired if mm, we're gonna uh, give you
0: a Milo. Keith. Milo. Bella. 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 Oh no. Actually, yeah, Bella's like probably the most like milk toast of the video v- universe names, but has the weirdest backstory, so that's quite a good yeah. one.
1: Yeah, sort of associated with being on life support. So I don't know if that's <laughs> what <laughs> you want
0: to a call good your name time. for a boy as well, Bella.
2: Yeah. Uh what else we got? We could always always have um Dave. Multiple
0: mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Daves. Um, or perhaps Neil. I'm, think, I'm thinking if you have, I mean, by the sounds of it, you're, you're going to have more children, four already. So name all future children Rod, and then they can become the Rod Squad, um, kind of like Pod Squad. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. Thank Good you, luck yes. choosing one of those names. They're all winners.
2: We've also got Peter Peter Fecal Transplant. Mm. Uh, Mr. Macca. Prince Beefcakes, the obscenely generous, <gasps> sexy young homosexual. who said, for, for your new bike, if it has been found by now, just split the cash, boys. Appreciate everything you've done to keep us entertained all these years. Thank wow. you so much.
0: Thank you. As thank you so much generous. indeed. Very all generous. In all, thank you.
2: Thank Very you. Very kind of you. Uh, no, the police have not found my bike. I have not <laughs> spoken to the police since the day I reported it. They've given me no update uh i've just heard nothing <laughs> nothing oh, at all sick <laughs> uh so that's good uh thank you we've also got Andorra the explorer the bovine drink for vim and r.i.p vimbos uh, and that is your pod squad for this week remember podiots.com three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast support us and join pod squad do you boys have a favorite uh
1: probably uh Diogenes nuts or Diogenes nuts
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning yeah. towards diogenes nuts yeah mm-hmm. i just i'm, I'm also a-
2: going for a nuts one but i want i would like the two-parter i am become d's destroyer of nuts yeah that's my personal favorite this nice. time around amazing work pod squad love you uh michael johnson that's your name you're yes. in charge of listener submitted things this week Ooh, you're darn
0: and i am um so i'm gonna throw it right back to you ben how would you Ooh. like to kick us off with your viewer submitted thing I would love to.
2: Let me just click the relevant tab. Here I go. And I would like to thank, I would like to thank, I would like to thank Groovy Pasty at Groovy Pasty for submitting this news. I understand a lot of people submitted it, Mikey, but th- this person was the first person. Yeah,
0: this was the first one to get in there. So um, well done. You, you won the race. Hmm. Okay, here we go. This is from WSBTV.com.
2: Apparently, they're celebrating their 75th anniversary this year. Congratulations. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. Atlanta flight forced to come back after flyer has diarrhea, and then in quotes, all the way through the plane. Pilot
0: says,
1: "Right, all s- the
0: way through." I saw all a little
1: an out of context video clip of this this morning, and I was like, "What is that?" And then I just thought this might be on Podiat, so I'm not going to look any further.
2: <laughs> you were bang on. Mm-hmm. You know our you know our listeners and yeah. our viewers too. Uh, so here we go. Here's here's some context for you. It is something that most flyers probably believe would be unimaginable, but a Delta flight from Atlanta had to turn around Friday after a person on board soiled themselves. Delta confirmed that flight DL194 from Atlanta to Barcelona had to turn back because a passenger on board was having a medical issue. Uh The flight was about two hours out when Business Insider reported that it had to turn back. In an audio transmission from the flight deck posted on X, boo posted on boo. twitter by an aviation enthusiast the pilot said this is a biohazard issue oh my we've had a God. passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane so they want us to come back to atlanta
0: <laughs> yeah. in, oh in how much from diarrhea Delta, is
2: that well i'll i'll give you some more information mikey Ooh, because okay. it, it sounds like they had to replace all of the carpet in the oh, plane
1: what? Was, the video is not good um of the
2: so someone took a video from on the plane.
1: Yeah, it's afterwards. It's not filming what? someone. Oh, okay, shitting oh. everywhere. But it's yeah, it's Good. what what happened afterwards. I think it might be a member of the crew because the plane's empty at that point. So
2: Jesus, that, I mean, that is not. In the article, as you might imagine. Right. Uh, But uh, in the statement from Delta, a spokesperson said, Our teams worked as quickly and safely as possible to thoroughly clean the airplane and get our customers to their final destination. We sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and inconvenience to their travel plans. The flight ended up being delayed about eight hours before taking off again for Barcelona. Mm. Uh, There's an embedded tweet here from the person. I assume it doesn't have your video in, Peter, but there's an audio recording of the pilot saying that there's a biohazard issue, which was quoted. Uh, There's some... What is this? The, The FAA flight strip that says passenger diarrhea all over (laughs) that's what it says on it oh no there's some more information and someone tweeted delta saying any idea what's going on with dl194 in flight for almost two hours and now heading back to atlanta with my son on board would like an update as to what the issue is and what the update is on getting to barcelona and uh l has replied and said thank you for tweeting with delta my name is l please send a private dm for assistance (laughs) no extra context right Given there, uh, but someone else does reply and say both my wife and I were on the flight. It was a mess. The pilots made the right decision to turn around. The ground crew ripped out the carpet and put new in. Considering the circumstances, the ground crew did a great job, along with the fl- the attendants and the pilots. Oh,
0: dear. Good. I I I've, yeah. I've found a video and it's grim, man. It's absolutely grim. Is it
2: really bad. It's the bad. Someone else has replied before before I watch this and feel unwell. My partner was on that flight. It was pretty bad. It, oh, I'm so sorry if if you're eating, maybe stop. It was dribbled down the aisle. Mm. Smelled horrible. The vanilla scented disinfectant used on it only made it smell like vanilla shit. Oh. After the plane landed, it was thoroughly cleaned. They didn't leave around until around two thirty a.m.
0: Oh man, vanilla, so
1: you would just for maybe for the rest of your life. If you smell fake like chemical vanilla smell, you will just mm. remember this forever. Remember
2: that. Someone I've, else says, I remember this exact mission in Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> Leon was never the same after this biohazard incident. <laughs> it's
1: a biohazard issue, yeah.
2: Okay, what have you sent us here then, Mikey? Oh, yeah, is, is that just a photo I or a saw. video? Oh, it's it's like mid, from
0: it. m- midway through I don't the even want to look. The video. I, it, I can't. It's just brown, I'm like, going that. down the entire length of the plane kind of um, aisleway. I'll I'm just gonna um, hide that. I don't want to look at it anymore. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, we won't yeah. add
1: this to the uh we won't add this one to the thread, but no. find it if you want to see it. And if you do just put why? a nice picture
0: of a plane on there. There you there? go. <laughs> there you go. Wow, Fantastic. I could not imagine being that person. Um
1: Yeah, thoughts and prayers and and yes, medication but... to that person. But...
0: <laughs> Please. That is so humiliating, isn't it,
2: that that's gone viral for that poor person. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Fortunately, bless
1: him. you know, there appears to be zero information out there about who they are what even what demographic they were age you know gender so they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty much anonymous um every, yeah. i mean everyone on the plane would be able to describe them if they had to but hopefully none of the people covering this in their articles are going to say and how would you what was the person do you know their name do you know where they live um can uh, we publish that information because god yeah Good it's bad enough go. that a plane of
0: two hundred people saw that happen, but yeah. Oh, bless them. Well, wishing them a speedy recovery and please mm, rehydrate, it's... whoever you are, because you've lost yeah. a lot of liquids there. Good God! Yeah, it sounds like it was a lot. <laughs> mm. oh, thank you very much, Ben. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Peter, would you like to treat us to your thingamajig?
1: I would. Um, this is according to theirishtimes.com. dot Um, and it's a write-up of a historical event that I've uh, been meaning to cover, and uh, I found this pretty decent write-up of it at last. I mean, I could have maybe written my my own thing uh, in the time that it's taken me to actually find this, but I'm lazy. And as long as I say it's from theirishtimes.com, written by Dean Ruxton, that's me covered. So uh, here we go. (laughs) Um, The night a river of whiskey ran through the streets of Dublin. Um, So... This is about the 1875 Chamber Street fire or the uh, Dublin whiskey fire. At William Smith's inquest, his father James spoke to confirm that he was a laborer, unmarried and 21 years old when he died. That was on Tuesday evening. The previous Friday, William met his neighbor John McGrain at the corner of Bow Street in Dublin's North Inner City. Word was quickly spreading of a huge fire engulfing the liberties. It was 10 p.m. on June 18th, 1875, and the two young men decided to cross the city to take a look. Earlier, at 4:45 p.m., Malone's malt house and a bonded storehouse on Chamber Street, where some 5,000 barrels of whiskey and other spirits were being stored, were checked and all was in order. At 8 p.m., the alarm was raised according to a report in the Irish Times. The fire quickly spread. As the flames reached the wooden casks holding the liquor, they burst open, sending a burning river of whiskey flowing through the streets. Oh my by the, god. <laughs> yeah. By the time William and John set out for the blaze, the flow measured two feet wide and six inches deep and stretched more than 400 metres down one side of Mill Street. Livestock was common in the city at the time, and the squeals of fleeing pigs added to the chaos as the tenements rapidly emptied of residents. Amid the frightening bustle, crowds gathered along the stream of alcohol. For many, the inferno presented a rare opportunity... It is stated, this is is a quote now from the Irish Times, It is stated that caps, porringers, and other vessels were in great requisition to scoop up the liquor as it flowed from the burning premises and, disgusting as it may seem, some fellows were observed to take off their boots and use them as drinking cups,
0: reported the Irish Mm. Times
1: on June 21st.
0: Do, do what? shoes hold liquid? Like, well, would, it, probably would the liquid stay in there?
1: <laughs> not, not long. In, I mean, just to quickly scoop it up, you know, I guess it's like cup in your hands, you know, it sort of flows out between your fingers, but you can quickly have a, a bit yeah, of whiskey. A, mm. Um what was the result? Continues the quote from the Irish Times. Uh, eight men were carried in a comatose state to Meath Hospital, 12 to Jervis Street Hospital, three to Stevens Hospital, and one young man to Mercer's Hospital. And even these numbers do not rep- represent the entire of the persons put hors de combat by the drink. That's <laughs> written in italics because it's French or Latin oh. or something.
2: Fancy. Um,
1: in all, 13 people are understood to have died as a result of the fire, but none of the deceased perished in the flames, nor did they die of smoke inhalation. Each one succumbed to alcohol poisoning from <laughs> drinking freely of the derelict whiskey. Ah, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> legends. <laughs> Among them was the aforementioned Mr. Smith. Uh, Mr. McGrain described how William drank from the flow near the coom, scooping it up with his cupped hands. He drank a great deal. What I drank was out of a jug. Nearly everyone was drinking it. The deceased suddenly fell down and became insensible. Two men, strangers, helped me to bring William part of the way home as far as Meath Street. We then met some other men, neighbours, who helped to bring him the rest of the way. William arrived home shortly before midnight and was brought to Richmond Hospital the next morning in a state of profound coma. (laughs) He improved slightly under treatment, even regaining consciousness at one point, but died on Sunday night as a a result of alcohol poisoning.
0: I I wasn't laughing at him. I was laughing at just the phrase profound coma. Profound coma is an
1: interesting (laughs) phrase. Yeah, (laughs) That's, that's good. That's very good. Uh, some of those hospitalised in the aftermath had better fortune. In the other, ca- uh, This is a quote again from the report. In the other cases, the patients were treated in the usual way and having recovered were discharged on Saturday morning, perhaps sadder and, it is to be hoped, wiser men. <laughs> uh, hundreds of police officers, soldiers and firefighters led by the 1st Chief of Dublin Fire Brigade, Captain James Robert Ingram attended the scene within 15 minutes of the alarm being raised. They were later commended for their bravery in quelling the fire and moving residents out of harm's way. Um, this continues, though. I mean, it's now sort of describing describing the fire. Uh, where is it? A number of pigs were destroyed. While the Irish Times also reported, oh, no. uh, the Irish Times also re- reported a case of canine suicide in the aftermath what? of the fire. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> What's on that, Tuesday. Please? On Tuesday night, a dog ran through the open door of the home of William Eyre in Dominic Street Upper. Dominic Street Upper. Uh, the animal was foaming at the mouth and evidently either rabid or suffering from delirium tremens at the, hand, <laughs> at the hands of lapped-up whiskey. The dog dashed madly about the house, knocking over furniture and attacking the homeowner. When Mr. Eyre fended off the dog using an iron bar, the animal ran upstairs, jumped from a top floor window, and terminated its existence in the road below.
2: Holy moly. That sounds like like a man killed his dog.
1: Yeah, and thought, (laughs) oh, I know what I'll say. Uh, It was on the night of that fire, and it jumped out of the window. Um, Yeah. What this article doesn't actually include, I've only just realised, is that part of um, the way that the kind of dealt with the fire and the fact that remember this is a flowing fire of whiskey um mm. uh, or flowing river whiskey on fire uh is that they used horse manure to like build a sort of dam and to kind of soak up the whiskey as well. So yeah it's a really strange story this but um that that is pretty much it. Um it says at the end in the present case uh the unfortunate victims apparently could not restrain themselves as I understand from the burning fluid. So there you go, the death toll was one suicidal dog and 13 people, none of whom, died of fire or smoke. They drank themselves to death. Um, also, that article doesn't make it clear that part of the reason that they died of alcohol poisoning, because you'd think like, all right, you might have all the free free whiskey in the world, but like, hopefully you wouldn't drink so much that you would kill yourself. But mm. um, I think what some of them didn't realise is that it was sort of undistilled kind of... In, in quite a raw oh, form, this whiskey, and it, right. it wasn't really ready to be drunk. Um, so that is partly why they uh, ended up um, giving themselves alcohol poisoning. Oh so they Would go, you
2: though, if you saw alcohol running down the street, would no, you just drink it?
1: No. in, a, in streets, Even if you thought it was safe. <laughs> streets that are full of squealing pigs and horse manure being <laughs> ah, used yeah, to soak up yeah, the, the fire.
2: How bad is that? Yeah.
1: It's not the most very pleasant,
0: strange. Not the most pleasant scene to get drunk in, um, especially, well, it's, it's, well yeah whiskey's one of the flaming spirits so it is it is on fire um Mm. like imagine taking your shoes off and just dipping it into this river of fiery brown liquid like Mm. it's impressive no one caught fire um but i respect i respect them for being committed to it and really really trying to get that free whiskey but good lord good lord they did it
2: (laughs) upstream from the shit dam. oh yeah me
1: too (laughs) It may be that some people did catch fire, but certainly no one died of that. So, yeah, um, it's it's a strange old story. But there you go. Good That's man. the uh, the Dublin Whiskey Fire for you.
2: Wow.
0: I don't want to smell that. I, I just got no, smell. It's got to like burn your insides. <laughs> no, you, don't. you don't want to smell that. <laughs> I don't want to smell it because it's pleasant. I want to smell it because it'd be an experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Much like flight. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know whatever the code was. Much like the flight that was uh, turned around. Yes, it would be an experience <laughs> to smell it. Mm. Uh, Delta Airlines only
0: need, to, only need to have it once. then yeah. never again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like well, I was like what I thought like. When the first, first time I got punched, like you know, you'd assume, oh, you've done it once, you'd never want to be punched again. But here I am, many years later, still gagging to be punched again for some reason. There's, there's something about it, but I don't think I'd be <laughs> chasing the same high of um, spelling Are You being sincere right now, Mikey? Yeah, it's weird. Is is like for you some reason. Wanted- you want to be
1: pu- <laughs> what? You, could, Hang you on. could get punched if you want to, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but no one no one's taken me up on it, yeah. I I've 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 genuinely like considered doing a bit of boxing just to get battered up a bit. I don't know I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> is this weird is this weird? Yeah. Just like okay. there's a quick one too, not like a full-on fist fight, just a whoppa. And then Do you yeah. want
2: like is, do you want to join like a fight club or
0: No, that's scary. Like I just like just like a gentle, not gentle, just like enough just to want, feel it, but not enough to you be want incapacitated. to
2: ask someone kindly to punch you in the face twice mm, yeah, in as safe a way as possible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, like a little, little bit of a thrill, but in a controlled environment. It's just like a roller coaster.
1: I'm sure, sure. That there would definitely be some people who would oblige, probably even some listeners.
0: Yeah. <laughs> This isn't an open invitation if you see me on the street to come clock me one, please. <laughs> it's, it's him! Get
2: him, boys! <laughs> is, that, is that really weird? I like, can't say I've ever heard of that before, but some people is, do like it, to be beaten up for sexual reasons, and some people yeah. like to be beaten up because of the uh, there's like an adrenaline in, mm. endorphin thing.
0: I'm 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 more on the adrenaline endorphin side of things. Uh, I think it's just yeah, it's, it's just an interesting uh, sensation. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, we God. learned a lot about Michael Johnson. Thank you, Peter. We did. Oh. You're very welcome. Oh very welcome. I'm going to very quickly move on. Um, I'm going to do my viewer-submitted thing.
1: Okay. Um,
0: This one was submitted by Sarah at at Bags4Dice on Twitter. And uh, this is an article from ABC7 News, Eyewitness News. Uh, And the headline reads, Dog runs away from home, sneaks into Metallica concert at SoFi Stadium. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Come on, boy. Get that. Get it. <laughs> uh, the article begins. You may have seen this on social media. A post about a dog that was allegedly abandoned at a Metallica concert at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood last weekend. But as is usually the case, there is more to the story. Mm. It turns out that the German shepherd wasn't abandoned. Abandoned? She just likes to rock. <laughs> After a few days of online outrage over a dog owner purportedly leaving their pup at SoFi, Metallica updated the story, posting on Instagram and saying, Despite reports to the contrary, our friend Storm snuck out of her home adjacent to the stadium and made her way to the gig all by herself. (laughs) Wow. After a full night taking in the show with her Metallica family, Storm was safely reunited with her actual family the next day. Good. How did the dog get in? Or maybe it'll explain. No, no, there's not She's much not more to the to
2: Sandman. She just heard it and had to yeah. go get it.
0: Oh, but like, surely the security were like, "Oh, hold on, you got a ticket, love. Come on." <laughs> like, <laughs> you got, you're not allowed back here. I can picture exactly what happened.
2: Security saw this dog approach and thought, "Huh." That, that dog's walking up to us. And it walked straight past them. And they went, um, oh, well. Nah, and yeah, that was like, I'm not being paid to do that. And they just left it. <laughs> it probably uh, knows someone inside.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably seen list. it around a lot. It's a regular. Yeah. Uh, the article continues. The the four-legged fan had a great time listening to her favorite songs. Uh, and there's a couple of um, Metallica puns in here. So get ready. Master Incl- of puppies. Oh, yeah, the, that's one of that's them. Good. Well done. That's great. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, they've also got "Barks Eternia." I'm not. I don't know enough about uh, Metallica to get that one. No, I don't. No. And the mailman that never comes. Anyone? Okay. No, 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 no idea. <laughs> no, it no. might be that might be a Sandman thing. I'm not oh sure. wait, no. Tongue-in-cheek references to some of the band's most well-known songs. Well, one mm. out of three is not bad. That's the yeah, <laughs> we got. <laughs> uh, and and the article finishes up on. And in case you were wondering, no, you definitely shouldn't bring your furry friends to the M seventy two World Tour. The band added, but this dog sure did have her day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what fun! What fun! What I res- fun! I respect the dog. Like, yeah, go get it. And like, it looks like it made its way to like go a seating it. area. It grabbed a seat. Um, so <laughs> let's do it it's doing it right. Snacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, go a few beers, watch Metallica, that's, that's a good old time, and then, you know, bam, you, you just mooch on home at the end, live across the road, mm-hmm. and you come back with some wonderful tales. Brilliant. That I can't be see? good for a dog's hearing. No. It? Probably not. <laughs> no, absolutely not, but hey, it's, it, it's, it's worth it, damn it. Oh, I kind of want to see a dog at a gig now. I don't think I've ever seen any animals inside a music venue. No. Hmm. I mean, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. As you just described. Yeah. They'd probably
2: it. be a bit startled, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yes.
0: It is quite a lot. Uh, maybe like, um, what's the, the, what is that BBC thing where it's like classical music? It's like not proms. Pim's, proms on the park, not pims on the park.
1: <laughs> Dogs like parks as well. There you go. So. I think
0: that, that's an adequate way to kind of um, get the, the, the animals used to being in music venues. And then we work them up to Metallica. That's the healthy way to do it. I think someone's
2: really poorly
0: photoshopped
2: a dog in front of this crowd of people at a concert, but uh... (laughs) there seems to be video footage of the of the dog.
1: I don't know if that's that's photoshopped. That photo you've sent, I think it's just.
2: I don't know. Maybe that's that's a weird one to see.
1: I suppose it is actually photoshopped. Yeah, because the the quality in the background is like like an old photo. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, there's just sorry. There's a photo here. There's a dog just sat in one of the seats right. watching metallica let me send you a photo mm. it's taken from the back like like it's been caught in the act hang on it's a it's a good photo i'm a fan of this here it comes just watching, <laughs> just watching the show it looks so happy <laughs> it's taken a seat on one of the seats which is yeah. the best bit brilliant
0: Oh my god, what a view. I mean, that, to be fair, that dog in front of the dog is just two people stood facing the dogs. So that, that dog has a view of crotch instead of Vitalik. Yeah, dogs that's like crotch, view. though.
1: So you <laughs> know. Do. It's all good. It's all good.
0: Ah, wonderful. Um, ah, brain, melty brain. Who's okay. next? next? P, yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah. yeah, Peter, you've done no. your thing thing. Now, yeah. Ben, you can do your it's thing. It's my turn. Thing. That's there it. Well done,
2: Michael. Knocking out the park. You'll be able to go to sleep soon. Uh,
0: (laughs) I can't, it's too warm!
2: (laughs) My thing is the story of Angus Barbary. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I'm probably murdering that pronunciation. Angus Barbary, the man who didn't eat for 382 days. Wow. It's a new story from historydefined.net, but there's loads of write-ups. It has a Wikipedia article and everything. Have you ever wondered just how long the human body can go without food? In June of 1965, Angus, Angus, sorry, Barberry, a seemingly average, normal Scottish man—that's just two words that mean the same thing back to back—captured <laughs> the world's fascination. He embarked on what would become an unbelievable 382-day fasting journey. He decided to attempt to overcome his food addiction and lose weight. Barbary shattered all records and expectations, stupefying scientists and public onlookers. His remarkable uh, fast defied all conventional beliefs and pushed the boundaries. It painted a vivid portrait of a man striving to conquer the shackles of obesity. It's a bit colourful, isn't Wait. it, the language?
0: Also, that, that, don't paint this as a healthy way to do that. Don't just not eat no. for you. My God. No.
2: Yeah, a if you've got food B. addiction, you don't just
1: stop overnight. <laughs> it's a bad I'm gonna- idea.
2: Insert some important context momentarily, but I'm just reading the introduction. How did he do it? How does a man's mind and body emerge intact after an astonishing 382 days without eating a morsel of food? Ultimately, the spellbinding story of Angus Barbary, a man who dared to reshape his destiny, captured the attention of the world and inspired countless individuals to push their limits. I agree. The way this article is glamorizing this is is extremely irresponsible in my Mm. opinion it's a very interesting story that we'll get to however when i was looking for a write-up of this i found something from diabetes.co.uk that says don't try this at home (laughs) this is an incredibly unusual case and one of the most extreme examples of a starvation diet ever recorded because angus was extremely overweight his body was more prepared for a fast and to burn fat Mm. but once the body has burned through its fat stores it needs energy from food to function properly For people of a normal weight, fasting for long periods can cause health complications, including increased strain on the heart, even with nutritional supplementation. Therefore, fasts of this length should not be attempted by anybody. They are from a time in the 1960s where long-term fasts were being studied, studied with frequency, but there are other studies from this time where patients experienced heart failure and in some cases died of starvation. So needless to say, despite the fact that this is a fascinating story that this man actually managed to do it, Please ignore the embellishments uh, and the colourful language used in this article because they do make it sound like, "Hey, isn't he incredible?
0: Maybe you should try that too."
2: Don't. You
1: could be incredible if you do this.
0: Don't try it. And no, just don't cut. Do it, please cut to the man who's withering on the floor, unable to move. Like, yeah. No energy to do anything. Well, isn't he incredible? Look at him. He's a warrior. This is uh, this is a very special
2: case. So please do not attempt this. And you are beautiful, just how you are. You certainly are. Uh, so here we go. Very little information is available about Barbary and his life before his record-breaking fast and weight loss. He was born in 1939 in Scotland and by all accounts lived a normal, uneventful life. His father owned a fish and chip shop. By the start of his fast, Barbary was working there for some time. As a young adult living in Tayport, Scotland, issues with his weight began to be apparent. By 27 years old, Barbary weighed 456 pounds, which is about 32 and a half stone mm. uh, in Britain. In June 1965, the 27-year-old was voluntarily admitted to a hospital in Dundee. He hoped that he would walk out with his weight in check. That's not how that works. You can't just walk in at 400 pounds and then walk out with your with all that weight gone. I don't know no. what they're implying there. Only a short fast was planned, but Barbary would instead go on to fast for an astonishing 382 days. In June 1965, Barbary marched into the University Department of Medicine. This was located at the Royal Infirmary of Dundee. He weighed 456 pounds, as we know, and he committed to fasting his way to health. Barbary quickly blew past the initial plan of a short fast, but he was determined to continue. As part of his fasting process, the consumption of any food was off the table. He was only allowed vitamins, electrolytes, some yeast for for important amino acids, and finally, beverages like black coffee, tea and sparkling water. Some would take offence with the fact that Barbary occasionally took his tea and coffee with a little milk or sugar, but in (sighs) all reality, his calorie intake remained close to zero for the entire duration of the fast. Good
0: lord. what was that? I was just saying, good lord. I like yeah. not yes, yeah, I like I forgot, like, yeah, you can't even have like a Coca-Cola. <laughs> nope. Like you're going all yeah. in on the big zero.
2: No no calories. He used both intermittent fasting as well as the starvation diet. This was a prolonged fast for weight loss, because during a fast the body turns to its own fat stores for energy through a process called autophagy. And during the fast, Barbary was losing weight quickly, as you could probably imagine. <laughs> He was shedding almost a pound a day on average. Monthly, he was losing around 22 pounds. As the months passed, Barbary held to the fast. The number on the scale continued to fall. Impressively, he was free to come and go from the uh, Maryfield Hospital where Angus's doctors were continually uh, monitoring him. Don't know why that's impressive. While at home, he always resisted all temptations. The fast wasn't all great, of course. He quit working at his father's fish and chip shop on Nelson Street that's bad one Mm. can imagine the mental and physical difficulties of such a protracted strict fast yeah but barbary's ultimate weight goal was to reach 180 pounds at that point he planned to end his ludicrous fast and after an astonishing extraordinary 382 days on july the 11th 1966 he accomplished it he broke his fast that july morning with a boiled egg and some bread with butter he told the onlooking press after that it went down okay. I feel a bit full, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I feel last... a bit
1: full. I suppose you would, yeah. Mm, yeah, you've, yeah. Got, you've
2: not eaten for over a year. So he yeah. was only stopped like...
1: because he hit his target weight. It wasn't even like he was like, I, I simply, I'm, I'm going to die. It, like you know, I'm, I feel really unwell, and da, da, da. I mean maybe that as well. But he basically stopped because he just reached the point that he wanted to,
0: and just <laughs> All Right, yeah. done that. Now I can stop. Right. Yeah. Wow. I think All right. So. I was thinking, like, what uh bald egg and toast is like, what a, a, a kind of boring return to food. But yeah, I like if, if, like, in your head, you'd be like, oh, I'm, gonna eat, like I'm gonna eat like 20 pizzas and, you know, yeah. have like a proper dine out. But I think you'd literally explode from that kind of amount of food. Yeah. And yeah, also, I guess. just
1: want crackers and toast. <laughs> and...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a that's... thing, isn't it? When people. Um have been starving, you can't just give them a load of food because they they will die. You have yeah, to yeah, yeah. there's sure a very specific way like, to bring someone up from starvation, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. like in sub-Saharan Africa and stuff, it, it's it was part of the it's been part of the difficulty and like how mm. do you how do you treat
2: people like that? So he lost two hundred and seventy six pounds over the course of his three hundred and eighty two day fast. Uh, and his fast was met with plenty of controversy and scepticism. The question was the same that has always been asked, how long can a man go without food? Barbary's fast went far beyond almost anyone thought possible. Even if he proved it possible to last an entire year and 17 days without food, many still could simply not believe that such an extensive period could be healthy. Yet, despite all manner of doubts from family, the press, and even his doctors, Barbary persisted. After his after his fast, doctors W.K. Stewart and Laura W. Fleming at the University of Dundee led a study on Barbary to judge the effects of his fast. They found that his prolonged fast had resulted in no ill effects.
0: I don't believe that. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. But... <laughs> I mean, like,
2: it doesn't sound right. I, I think guess... he's sneaking Jaffa cakes on the side.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's probably like nibbling on leaves and stuff to get something in him. Uh, but I, mean, I guess, yeah, if you're getting your, like, your key nutrients in... Your um, body's still getting energy, but nah, I, nah. I, I get woozy if I haven't eaten for like 12 hours and like that's, oh, no. I mean, even no, just no, no, the no.
1: fibre from like, you know, the roughage that you need to, to Did like he poo? Pee. I mean, Any... yeah, did he
2: poo? Maybe he didn't I, poo. Yeah, I bet he pooed like maybe once a month or something. There's nothing in him. No. Wow. He just he just pisses all the time. Oh my <laughs> God, wow. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, He does still hold the Guinness World Record for longest recorded fast. Wow. Do we know how long he lived? No, actually. I can find out right now for you. Um, But that is the story of... What was his first name? Robert? I'm just looking at some photos now. Uh, Angus, sorry. Angus Barbary. Uh, So here is a before and after
0: photo of him. Oh, wow. Okay. Hang on. And here. Oh, my... Wow, yeah, stood I mean, he, he, in he, he, his
2: old trousers.
0: He certainly looks like he hasn't eaten in 380 days. <laughs> yeah, he's very, wow. very thin. Uh, he lived
2: from well, he didn't live the longest oh. life. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, he was born in 1939 and he died in 1990, so he was 50 years old, right? Um, there's there's no information on how he died. It just says he died in September 1990. So
1: maybe he was knocked down by a bus and he was perfectly could have healthy. been. Yeah, we don't.
2: Yeah. We simply do not know. But that is
0: the story of Angus Barbary.
2: Very
1: interesting.
0: was for over a year. Mm. I mean, I admire the dedication, but holy moly, just not not yeah. not that, not that, please.
2: <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. No thanks. I just want to eat a chip. You know, just one chip. <laughs> just
0: one chip.
1: Imagine just being around other people eating it yeah. would just be so difficult i just as well he left the fish and chip shop because that would just be torturous
0: <laughs> i do wonder if like he had like dreams about food or like did, like i imagine the first couple of weeks were pretty pretty intense but then does it be does it get to the point where like you repulsed by food and like i, I don't know it seems like he like he got back on it pretty quick like without much much uh issue like he's happy to eat so i yeah. don't if it, I don't know. This feels like he's built different. Uh, I'm not sure how. Like it just seems impossible in every way. Yeah. You
1: think after maybe after months, you would reach a point where you you just have a completely different mindset towards food. Like mm. I, I can't imagine that at, at month eight that it feels any worse in month nine than it did in month eight because mm, it's just yeah. you've just not had food for over half a year, so it's all the same. But yeah, man, crazy.
0: But just look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> treat, uh, the treat like day that man. he has. He has boiled eggs, Boiled eggs, some buttered bread. <laughs> Poison crispy owl. Uh, uh, God, very good. Uh, all right, thank you very much, Ben. Very interesting. You're welcome. Uh, uh, Peter, would you yes. like to present your uh, viewer submitted thing to the class?
1: I would. It's submitted to us by Jack Squires at Squires underscore comedy. Uh, who says? Oops, I've just opened Spotify. Whoops. Uh, it was. It's uh, from the Metro, written by Lucy Scolding Met, but it's hyphen Met, so I guess that's just her Metro account. Lucy Scolding. I'm going to assume. Um, and the headline is: Mum says her Hunter's chicken looks just like terrifying film character. <laughs>
0: Oh boy. (laughs) It's my favourite article. This food looks like something and the press came and reported on it. Yeah. Um, Before we
1: even, before I even start reading, uh, I'm just going to give you this photo, Ben, and uh, you can enjoy that. Oh
2: no. It's awful. Right. has there been any development on our Discord user who's got the famous potato? Oh, there?
1: yeah, I don't know. Oh, See yeah, yeah. Been. He's,
0: they've posted a, a few more pictures. Yeah, um, I think it might not. When was the last one posted? It wasn't too long ago. Um, yeah, about a week ago. Um, we haven't heard anything in a week, so I'm going to presume he's not with us or he's rotting <laughs> and yeah. is no longer on this earth. He needs to be sent to the Metro. The Metro would love it. I'm just saying. they has got to get on that. Oh yeah. my god, right, yeah, yeah, there we go so Put this on Twitter, tag the metro And then, yeah, you're onto a gold mine <laughs> you take it to a model village? Yeah! <laughs> uh, for context for those at home oh, This yeah, is a picture yeah. of Mr. Blabeto, I think he was called um, Blabeto sat, <laughs> sat at a tiny train station Waiting for a train um, <laughs> Surrounded He's by He's not going to fit cam. on that train <laughs> Oh, so good um, if you haven't already and you're not part of our Discord, go go have a scroll through the Podiat's channel on there. There's like, there is a, just a myriad of images of this little potato man in just so many places. On just travels, yeah.
1: Uh. So, um, a mum got a fright when she went to serve her family dinner and saw one of the scariest horror movie villains <laughs> of all time staring back at her. Chantelle Warwick cooked a Hunter's chicken dish for her, her husband Steve, and their three children after work. And at first, nothing was amiss. But she, quote, nearly peed herself when she plated it up and saw what was staring up at her. The chicken has been likened to Michael Myers from the Halloween films and Mm. Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. The cheese stretched over the chicken breast looked scarily like the infamous mask and there were markings of wide eyes, a nose and a gaping mouth in all the right places. Leatherface is a character from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, first appearing in the horror film series in 1974 as a member of a family of cannibals with his face masks and a chainsaw. So not someone you want to see when you're about to sit down to eat dinner. Mm
0: -hmm. But it didn't
1: stop Steve, who agreed that the face was horrible tucking into the dish anyway.
0: Good. Oh, no, this is horrible.
1: (laughs) Now, before I continue, I put it to you that I find the nose, at the very least, questionable. I think that nostril holes have been made in that intentionally. I don't know. Certainly the nostril on the left looks... Yeah, it's very, very perfect. Looks like it's been done with with some sort of implement, but Yeah, it know. yeah.
2: It looks manufactured in a sense, but there mm. there is a natural resemblance with yeah. the whatever with the, the source marks. is does
0: look like hair and yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Marks.
1: yeah. yeah no, there's those... definitely I think they may have just sort of enhanced it slightly, but
0: yeah. For those um who are maybe driving or something and can't search us on their phone. What do you the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Hunter's chicken? Um it is like the proportions are there like it's like the the bit the bit of chicken does form the the, the outline of a face and then mm. within the cheese s- the saddest looking cheese i've ever seen like yeah. it's it looks like it's plastic um yeah. but yeah it is like it's, it's got okay a kind of weird texture to the skin there's as it's as like a mouth it, it just like imagine a scary looking face made out of cheese um with no 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 soul behind the eyes yeah, and it's it is it is it's scary accurate. I'll be and, on the thread, uh, of
1: course, but um, yes, yes. So uh, this is movie. the best part, though. With these articles, you know, it starts <laughs> with the obvious, like such and such from from London saw the face of Anne Robinson in their turkey dinner. But then they have to pad it out with just silly quotes from the person who they just, like <laughs> yes. put on the phone for about half an hour. So. Miss Warwick, who owns a transport business... Oh, they're not married. They've got three kids. Terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, She said she was grateful her three children didn't spot the terrifying face in the dinner. She added that despite the fact she found it quite cool, she hopes that... It never happens again. (laughs) Writing on social media on July the 19th, Ms. Warwick shared a photo of the scary-looking chicken dish with the caption, I decided to make Hunter's chicken for my other half and got the shock of my life when it came out looking like Michael Myers from Halloween. When I looked at it, I nearly peed myself. I shouted to my husband, Steve, Steve, take a look at this. Initially, I thought it looked like Frankenstein. Um.
2: Um.
1: Um. Um. Mm, well, yeah. I think you mean Frankenstein's monster, actually. Does it look like Frankenstein though? Not really. No. But then, definitely Michael Myers from Hall- uh, Halloween. It was yes. horrible. Steve saw the face and said it looked horrible too. He still ate it though. He didn't care. Mine (laughs) looked like a regular hunter's chicken. It was fine. I enjoyed it a lot. I said to him, I thought it was pretty cool as I'd never seen anything like it before. Mm. It was, this just goes on and on.
2: It was was
1: quite scary. I'm hoping it never ever happens again. I've never (laughs) seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre so I had no idea to begin with. But looking at pictures people were posting of Leatherface on my post, it's definitely like him. It's horrendous. It's not what you want to see looking back at you from your dinner. My husband ate it. He's a braver person than than I am. That's for sure. I'm not a massive fan of horror films. I've not watched it yet, but it's on my to watch list. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so the article wraps up. Um, the post ended up with over 7,000 likes, comments and shares, with lots of people agreeing that Hunter's chicken looks scarily like the horrible character. The dish consists of a chicken breast wrapped in bacon covered with cheese and barbecue sauce. Miss Warwick said she didn't make it too often but said her husband loves it so she'll sometimes treat him to it and serve it with chips.' Well, I'm glad this made the article.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> uh, and the meal was called The Hunter's Chicken, and it's called that because it involves chicken and hunts. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Is there any word, Peter, on where they bought the chicken from? Which supermarket? Oh, yeah, I yeah.
0: don't
1: I don't think so. Actually, the article doesn't yet finish. It's just that there's like oh, an, God, an, God, an, this
2: an how. Oh, <laughs> God, How does it not yet finish? Miss <laughs>
1: war, it continued. I stuck it in the oven, and that's how it came <laughs> out. I didn't see it straight away. There were others in the dish, so I took those out and plated them up. I went to take that one out with my fork. And when I went to do it, it was like, oh, my God. And pulled my fork out, which made a little which made the little nose indent. There you go. Uh,
2: I told got you. Uh, got I like to think that they're desperately trying to leave her house at this point And she's still talking. <laughs> yeah. Talk about my transport
1: business. Put my transport business in the article, please. Uh, she says it was 100% worse after the nose. The hair is the barbecue sauce. The cheese makes the face. Where the eyes are, I think it's where the cheese has melted into the barbecue sauce. The mouth bit must be the bacon coming through. <laughs> well, Miss Warwick was convinced she saw Michael Myers in The Hunter's Chicken, others commented saying it was Leatherface. One person said, that's some Texas Chainsaw stuff. And another took to the comments to add, holy smokes, this is horrifying. Did you still eat it? Yeah, I'm not sleeping tonight. Thank you very much get in touch with our news team by emailing us at web news there you go
2: do it UK. get in touch with their news team yeah we a good one
0: for you yeah
1: <laughs> good grief oh. those things they just have to pad them out with all that rubbish at the end it's like Incredible. in the first three lines it's here's the photo of the thing this is what it looks like anyway now let me tell you what chicken is
0: <laughs> god. oh god oh, amazing I will never tire of Metro articles and all their filler. It's, it's yeah. a thing of beauty. How, how do you hit your word counter? Oh, let me show you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Amazing. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you for Peter. sending that in, dear uh, listener. And, dear listener. And I am going to move on to my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured uh, we'd go to another historical figure, although maybe one you've never really considered before. Um, how about The Man Who Invented the Saxophone? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Um, turns out he has quite the story to him. So let's all have a little learn, eh? Mikey, I okay. almost brought this
1: like last really? week or the week before. So I'm going to sit back and enjoy your, your rendition.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to not take credit for this. Uh, this is from todayifoundout.com, uh, written by the lovely Carl Smallwood. Thank you for... uh, Well, not letting me, for um, writing this so I could use it. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) The favoured instrument of the likes of former President Bill Clinton. The saxophone has uh, variously been described as everything from the most moving and heart-gripping wind instrument to the devil's horn. (gasps) Uh, (laughs) Devil's Devil's Horn, horn, that's nice. Yeah, I've got the devil's horn. Rather fittingly then, the instrument's inventor, Adolf Sachs, was a similarly polarizing figure and led a life many would qualify as bad ass um, <laughs> I, I, I reworded the the opening paragraph a bit there um I, I realized led a life many would qualify as badass um doesn't really quite fit what you're about to hear it's more <laughs> of just unfortunate I guess but bad oh, in a badass way um, yeah born in 1814 in belgium Sachs was initially named antoine joseph Sachs, but started going by the name adolf seemingly almost from birth though why he didn't go by his original name and how adolf came to be chosen has been lost to history unfortunately
1: not so many adolfs uh, around anymore <laughs> no really. not
0: anymore oh this is um adolf with a ph so uh, i think that that name's due to come back in style mm. Sax's affinity for wind instruments quickly became apparent in his early teens when he began improving upon and refining the designs of these instruments, as well as coming up with inventing totally new instruments all on his own. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here because Sax was immeasurably lucky to have even made it to adulthood, given what he went through as a child. Described as chronically accident-prone, Throughout his childhood, Sax fell victim to a series of increasingly unusual mishaps, several of which nearly cost him his life. The first occurred at age three, when he fell down three flights of stairs and landed... ass. That is so (laughs) badass, man. Fucking rad, dude. Do it again. Yeah, do a flip. Yeah. Um, And he landed unceremoniously at the bottom with his head smacking on the stone floor. Sick. Badass. Badass. Rad. Reports of the aftermath vary somewhat from it being from him being in a coma for a week to simply being bedridden for that period, unable to stand properly. This isn't all him getting injured, but this is this is just his child. This is the childhood section of his Wikipedia article. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> a young Sax would later accidentally swallow a large needle, mm, uh, which he miraculously passed without incident or injury. Which, yeah. Um, yeah, congrats, good job. Uh, Smaxophone, a phone so. smacks very good there you go nice. bam got him um he also also just drank a concoction of white lead copper oxide and arsenic one day as well for fun good nice. um in another incident he got this is very, so Looney tunes in another incident he got blown across his father's workshop when a container of gunpowder exploded <laughs> when he was Thank standing God. next to it
1: his dad worked for the acme corporation <laughs> <laughs>
0: He uh, got blaster to the other side of the room, had like black subtle over his face, and he's just his white eyes peeking through. And when he stood up, there was just a, a silhouette against the wall where the ash had gone around him. Um, yeah, we've got oh, oh, oh um, and uh, yeah, another one uh, courting death. He was injured while walking in the streets when a large slate tile flew off a nearby roof and clocked him on the head. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's just, I think he's very unlucky. Good lord. And this
2: yeah. is all before he invented the saxophone.
0: Yeah, at this point, he's like... Like,
1: The invention of the saxophone was as a result of all these injuries.
2: (laughs) 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 Only a man who's repeatedly been hit in the head could come up with
0: this. (laughs) Um, This this is my favourite bit. Um, All of these injuries led Sax's understandably worried mother, Maria, to openly say her young son was condemned to misfortune before adding, he won't live... (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah won't <laughs> <laughs> live, oh God, but uh, live he did. And um once he got past his his plight of just being knocked the hell out repeatedly, uh, he got he properly started digging into instrument inventions. um, and he started showcasing his instruments around in Belgium. And he got to uh, a final in a competition with his instruments. So he entered at the age of twenty seven. And it was this one was actually this competition in particular was actually to be the public debut of the saxophone. Um, but when sax wasn't around, someone, rumored to be a competitor, who disliked the young upstart, kicked the instrument, sending it flying and damaging it too severely to be entered into the competition. Oh, the, the cutthroat world of instrument-making competitions. <laughs> who would have guessed?
1: I didn't know about any. I, I was basically just going to say, yeah, the guy who invented the saxophone nearly died in all, all of these ways. And that, that's news to me. The, oh, yeah yeah the actual competition,
0: is, that's wild It's wild i mean he had a tumultuous childhood and his adulthood con- adulthood continued to be tumultuous just right. thankfully in a less physically painful way yeah um and i think he kind of had a few incidents like this while he was in ben- belgium so he said ah, screw this i'm getting out and he decided to move to France because he heard that the French military were looking to revolutionize their bands and so he figured that was his best shot of you know making it and getting it accepted and part of the culture of music um and yeah he wanted to go to Paris and you know leave wait hold on uh readings hard yeah uh, there we go yeah yep yeah, yeah give it yeah uh, I'm getting there. Ah, yes, there we go. And when he got to France, he very quickly made a name for himself. And it wasn't long before he gathered the funds to open the Adolf Sachs Musical Instrument Factory. Ooh, he's doing it. He's doing it. Uh, The young Belgian upstart who was seemingly a prodigy when it came to inventing and improving on existing implements threatened to leave the other musical instrument makers in Paris in the dust. You're not going to believe this stuff. It's nuts what the Sachs can do. Said rivals, thus began resorting to every underhanded trick in the book to try and ruin him, from frequent slanderous newspaper articles, to lawsuits, to attempts to have his work boycotted. In spite of these... Ah, we don't like this newfangled sax, get out, ban the sax, down with sax, pretty much is kind of how it went. Um, in, sp- in spite of all these efforts to put him down, even res- resorting to performing behind a curtain to keep the design of his instrument secret, he did eventually fulfill his dream of having his instrument be used by the military and was awarded a contract with them. But as a weapon, as just <laughs> I mean, as a, just an instrument, I guess. Yeah, just I, the military was big on marching bands and stuff. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah come on, we'll, we'll use your sax. Sounds like a good time. Hmm. So clearly, his rivals
2: knew he had something good. Then,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, have so. you, you ever heard of sax before? It's oh, music to my Phenomenal. ears. Phenomenal. sax is like the is the one non-standard instrument I'd love to learn. Non-standard instrument? What's a standard instrument? I guess keyboard, no. drums, guitar, drums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I got the lungs for it. Uh, but um, yeah, him getting this contract only spurred on the hitters more. Um, at this point. Um, a group of instrument makers created an anti sax club of sort, uh, <laughs> where they'd plans to try and bring him down and kind of pool their resources god. together to make it happen. Oh, no. Brutal. Uh, they repeat repeatedly sued him, but none of them ever really kind of came to anything because it was all quite baseless and just flippant, as you can imagine. Um, oh my god, I keep losing myself. There's so, there's so many words. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, where the where the hell did I? Oh where my did you god! Get to Mikey, where <laughs> did I get to? Use military. Got the contract. They sued yep. him. Yes, there yep. we go. Uh, at this point, he was just really fed up with the whole thing, and an infuriated sax countered by withdrawing his patent application and giving the other instrument makers permission to make a saxophone if they had the skill. Uh, <gasps> oh. So he's like, "Hey, look, if you, you think this is the next big thing, you you do it. Then I'm giving you, you fl- a." Yeah, you, you do it then. If you want, it, if you want it so bad, you can have it. And he gave them a year in which to re- re- recreate the instrument, but no one could bloody do it. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, and for a while, he kind of coasted. It was quite nice, you know. He, he had his contract with the military. He was doing well, making his instruments, making good money. And then, after a tumultuous few years in the military in France, the contract was rescinded, and he was cut off. Sadly. Oh. But um, uh, um, at this point, apparently his his haters weren't happy with just metaphorically ruining his life and his business. At one point, Sax's workshop mysteriously caught fire. Badass, and badass. And in another uh, in another incident, an unknown assassin. Fired a pistol at one what? of Sax's assistants, thinking it was Sax.
1: Oh, my God. It's a, it's a conspiracy by Big Bassoon or something.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Big Wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and things kind of kept getting rockier and rockier for him. And at this point, he was totally destitute. Not a penny to his name. Uh, when, luckily, a friend came along and gave him 30,000 francs. Oh. Uh, w- oh. Which is quite nice. Uh could do with Sachs... a friend like that. Yeah, me yeah, too. That would nice uh unfortunately uh this wasn't a gift as as Sachs had assumed and it was in fact a loan um oh, uh, oh. so <laughs> yeah so when the benefactor benefactor died a couple of years later uh, his heirs noticed this transaction had taken place and hunted Sachs down for, for everything he get and demanded the money within 24 hours <laughs>
2: Oh God, my God! He's going to have to put
0: on the best sack show this country <laughs> has ever seen. Uh, uh, I I I, oh, I should have really found out what thirty thousand francs uh, is valued at. Uh, we can look should, that up. Yeah, thirty thousand francs in eighteen fifty-two. Okay. Uh, um, and yeah, so with this kind of plight in front of him, he just decided to leg it out of the country and go to London. Um, and even then he still wasn't safe. He was caught and, uh, they basically got him for everything he had made him file for bankruptcy and he had to close his factory, unfortunately, Ah. but the, the military came back gave him a new contract. And from there, thankfully that's the end of the, 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 the ups and downs. It was all pretty smooth sailing from there. The instrument grew in popularity and he seemed to do quite well out of it. Ah. Uh, and there's a fun little extra tidbit at the end here. Um, on the side, when he wasn't fighting countless legal battles and inventing and making instruments, Sachs also had a penchant for dreaming up alternate inventions, such as designing a device that could launch a 500 ton, 11 yard wide mortar bullet. He called it, and this isn't a joke, the Saxo Cannon. Badass. <laughs> <laughs> made it into
1: regular, regular usage. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. amazing. And um, he also designed a truly massive organ intended to be built on a hillside near Paris, capable of being heard clearly by everyone throughout the city when it oh was played. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lovely. I wish, we, I wish we got that. Oh Look man. at
1: this that he made as well. The six-piston trombone. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Look
1: at that. It's amazing. It's kind of funky. I just opened the uh, wow. his Wikipedia page because I was I was sure that was, there was at least one thing that he did... Um, that nearly killed him that you didn't mention. And I found Ooh. it here. Several times he avoided accidental poisoning and asphyxiation from sleeping in a room where varnished furniture was drying. <laughs> um So that's oh, that's pretty dodgy. And um, apparently, you know, you said his mum said uh, he won't live. Uh, apparently his neighbours called him Little Sax the ghost.
2: This <laughs> <laughs> is Ooh. nice. Oh, man. So. Little Sax.
1: Wow, I didn't. I I hadn't really read any of the the later life stuff. Um, that's, that's a pretty uh, exciting life he lived.
0: Yeah, I think I think in the end he did all right out of it. I hope so. He, he the, the the boy deserves a break, please. Yeah, uh, and that that is that is the story of Adolf. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Well, thank
1: you, Mikey, for that. Excellent.
2: I'm desperately trying to find... All it's trying to do is convert 1,852 francs into pounds, which is not what I want it to do. I'm struggling to find what francs were worth in 1852.
1: So you can convert French francs into uh, euro?
0: No, I don't know. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, I've I've got something. It's really hard. It's the equivalent of 30,000 francs in the year 1852 in the currency of... Uh, you got great British pounds in here. Sterling. Pound. There we go. Uh Wait, euro. Let's do euro in the year. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. This is hard. Oh, data for any of the currency units is missing for any of the years you want to compare. Good. Brilliant. <laughs> it's
2: also just showing me where to buy coins from 1852 if i wanted to collect them uh, right. which is also not very
0: helpful. Uh <laughs> citation needed. But mm. it's
2: probably a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds a lot enough to make probably him flee the country trying to pay it back. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you Mikey for that. Thank you. And with that, that
2: concludes all of the things both listener submitted and presenter presented there we are uh thank you boys for your things thank you listeners for submitting your things remember you can submit relevant news stories to us uh on the lead up to whenever it is we do the next episode hopefully in a in a couple of weeks time Uh, so keep an eye on twitter for that and then you can just send us a link to a local news story some crazy shit that's been happening near you mikey i believe there's some sort of shop
0: you're gosh darn right. If you head over to vidiotsofficial.com and click on the enticing little link that says shop, you will be greeted by a veritable bounty of f- cloth and porcelain goodies. A mug still made out of porcelain or is that more fancy? Uh, uh, yeah, something that, like that. Ceramic,
1: ceramic or kind of porcelain. Thing?
0: Yeah, ceramic. Uh, that sounds right. Ceramic mug and cloth things to put on your body, including T-shirts a hat ooh, a hoodie stickers and a mug absolutely wonderful so um, yeah go check it out that's uh, videosofficial.com and click on shop and you'll yeah have have a browse absolutely mm. youtube twitter facebook all.com forward slash video
2: discord is videosofficial.com forward slash discord thank you to Tommy and Fleckers for moderating there for us go check out that potato uh, that's going on adventures hopefully it'll be featured in the metro very soon um fingers crossed anyway twitch.tv forward slash video it's official no streams planned currently but we will of course let you know if that changes and go to podiots.com donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show join pod squad support the things you enjoy and help us uh, keep doing this show for you mikey's gonna kick us off one more time
0: we begin with raindrop joy uh, fred Weber in florida let's get cheggy cheggy let's get cheggy cheggy let's get cheggy the jungle very good <laughs> nice thank you diogenes nuts uh, Nia changed experience he was generous uh, very generous thank you very much mr blobby's mistress lord on vacation of 07 and steven scodes
1: we've also got finn tristam david Dickinbum, cheap ass chips Bob uh, Blobby Dazzler, Stop Clenching Your Fists, Pod Squad Triple Crown winner, it was very generous. JoJo's Bizarre Philosophy, Di- Di- Diodger D's Nuts, Michael Thunderfart Johnson, Ars Face, and Bernie, you're ready to, to do this one together. Yeah. I am become D's
2: Destroyer of Nuts. Uh, and the rest of my pod squad is as follows. It's just disappeared for me. Bear with me. The very generous Ricky Dicky O Three, 3 Peter Peter Fecal Transplant, Mr. Macca, Prince Beefcakes, the obscenely generous sexy young homosexual, Andorra the Explorer, the bovine drink for Vim, and R.I.P. Vimbos. So thank you to the pod squad for this week. And that is, what is it? com is where you can go. Three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast uh what comes next what's out on videos this week peter
1: uh we have got let me see um is this going out on this saturday yes ninth Yeah. okay well i'll do up to then then uh we have got becoming beautiful barbie makeover magic part two poddy it's episode 13 spook ronto I don't know why it's called that because it came <laughs> out in August, but that's fine. Post some TAT twenty seven. Mike uh, Miley's special toys, Barbie makeover magic in real life. The live action finale. Worst games ever. Three D pets volume one. Ben is dead. LOL. Vanilla Minecraft episode fourteen. Vidiot's live Twitch stream. Mario Party four and worms. From Beyond the Grave Cheggers Party Quiz Running the Gauntlet Vanilla Minecraft Ich bin Cheggers Cheggers Running the Gauntlet which is Vanilla Minecraft episode 15 Insomnia 63 Vlog Finding Billy's Long Lost Cousin Person Tat number 28 Noah and Billy Crochet Walrus Watch Dogs 2 Proximity Mine Challenge Worst Games Ever Turning Point Fall of Liberty An Explosive Finale Vanilla Minecraft episode 16 Vidiot's Live Twitch Stream Dark Souls Remastered number 1 Uh, The Betrayal, Worms Revolution Hunting Hat Films in Prop Hunt Part 1 Podiots Episode 14 Holes Uh, Fortnite Sandwich Making Challenge Post some tat number 29 Your Tat is Beautiful Worst Games Ever Fight Club Draw the Fans 2 Draw the Fans 2, that's it, that's the last one
2: (laughs) Fantastic
0: Uh, Michael Johnson, where are you on the internet please? At Parrot Boy on Twitter and also at Parrot Boy on Instagram. Go have a look, see.
2: B- wonderful. And Peter, <laughs> where are we on the internet?
0: Uh, we are
1: at that Peter Austin and at Confused Underscore Dude on Twitter, respectively, uh, and also together we are at Team Triple Jump on Twitter. But also, more importantly, over on YouTube and Twitch, it's all that team, uh, uh, Team Triple Jump at Team Triple Jump, where we're doing. Video gamey stuff. We're playing worse games, and we're contacting rules boss, and we are um, cooking and doing fun, silly things that you know and love from the video days.
2: Finally, why not leave us an iTunes review or a review on your platform of choice? Five stars, preferably. It's something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. That's the reason it helps. I've said that in all the wrong order, <laughs> uh, but yeah, go leave us a review on your platform of choice. It, it really does help things along. So so go go and do. We will we'll check and we will we'll, know. We're we'll ask yeah. if you if you have done it. So go fucking do it now please. Thank you. Do we have a final question so that we can bugger off into the sunset
0: for this week? Um anybody got got anybody got any contacts at the metro or anybody work for the metro yeah. even <laughs> if better. You work for the metro yeah. let
1: us know or yeah. any other sort of local news or tabloid or yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Or well, let's make this potato go viral. Come on everyone. <laughs> Pull yeah. your
0: resources. Mr. Wow. Bobeto breaks the internet. Let's go. <laughs>
2: there we are, everybody. That's another episode of Potty. It's in the bag. You look after yourselves. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.